Hello, you guys, and welcome to the Daily Slay Show, where we come together to slay your life. I'm Jamie King, aka The Slay Coach, and I am a mom of three with anxiety and ADHD who's built a multi-seven-figure business without a college degree. I'm here to slay in the trenches with you. I'm not here to fix you. I'm here to help you fix yourself. Now, I am on a mission to document progress, not perfection, and to share the messy in between in hopes to help you make your mess your message. Now, I can't promise that every day will be a win, but I can promise that the only way for you to lose is to quit. So if you can commit to yourself, I promise to commit to you here. Let's do this and let's slay 2023. Let's talk about codependency. So I have been in many uh, codependent relationships in my life. Some were healthier and less healthy than others. Some people I still have relationships with and they go in and out of phases of codependency. And so for me, my journey to healing codependency started with just understanding. Um, there are times in my relationship with my partner when we get in stages of codependency because my husband is such a caretaker and I am such a caretaker. And so what I found is I'm not going to point out any specific relationships or friendships, but what I found is my empathy or my identity as an empath, my identity as a healer, my identity as someone who is a helper and volunteer and good person, quote unquote, good person. A lot of times when we call ourselves an empath or a good person, it's just a warning sign of codependency. And so throughout my life, growing up without siblings, I always sought, and growing up without a stereotypical, like perfect family household, like my parents got divorced when I was 11 or 12. I didn't have siblings. I always craved and wanted siblings. I begged my parents for siblings. I wanted a strong family unit like my cousins had. I had seen all these examples of families and I longed for that. And I'm going to talk about expectations around what your childhood should have looked like in a different episode. Like I said, I am not a mental health expert. I have studied a lot of psychology (laughs) and have recovered from a lot of different mental issues, mental health issues myself. Um, But one of the things I'm going to talk about today on, on your journey to healing codependency, first we have to witness the signs of codependency. And so for me, I didn't know even what codependency was. I didn't realize that my mother was a codependent. I didn't I didn't know anything about it. And so someone who is codependent that labels themselves as like a caretaker is typically someone who is self-righteous, feels super compelled to help, sacrifices their sense of self for others crosses certain boundaries, gives unsolicited advice. I didn't realize that I was doing that in some of my relationships when I was younger. And even up until a couple of years ago, when I started really deciding to dive in, oh, I'm codependent. I thought codependent was on the other side. And so I didn't understand what it was. I had no clue. And once I started opening my eyes, at first I had a lot of shame, like, oh, wow, I'm codependent. (laughs) 
Like, how how did that happen? Okay, I thought other people were codependent. Not me. Oh, okay. So I had a lot of, I called myself a bully to bullies in high school. And I still identify as that because I am a really strong person. But also, I would get frustrated and irritated and anxious and would take up for people of injustice. And this is not to say that I don't still fight for injustices that I see in the world. I do. But I'm not willing to sacrifice myself anymore to save, quote unquote, other people. And so I had a friendship um, with a close friend that I saw so much potential in. And and this is the same with my ex, um, who was mentally and emotionally manipulative and abusive. And I thought, well, I could save them. I saw the good in people. I saw, I felt compelled to fix or help them. Um, but it was exhausting and I couldn't help or fix them. And I began to tie my worth into my ability to like get people to love me the way that I wanted to be loved. I was like, well, I can get them to change or I can, I can fix them because other people couldn't. How arrogant is that for one? (laughs) Like, what the fuck? I look back and I'm like, okay, I didn't have boundaries. I did not respect other people's process um, of growing and changing. I wanted to be a helper but I didn't realize that in overexerting myself with help, I was actually making certain people's situations in my life worse and wasn't allowing them to go through their own process to help them like fix them or help themselves. So I've been in the online coaching space for a while and in self-help for a while. And there's a lot of codependency, like it's rampant in that industry. And a lot of people that want to be helpers and healers often struggle with this and they struggle with a lack of boundaries. Um, but they feel like they are, is like an obligation to help. And so here's the difference of helping and codependency, like true, like codependent helping is often controlling and is to get something in return, not to just truly give from a place of giving. Um, it feels like an obligation, not and, or like a compulsion, but not like a choice to help. Um, it often was times where I would give unsolicited advice without it being like wanted or like desired. Um, I lacked boundaries. Someone who's a true helper like respects other people's boundaries. They have boundaries of their own. And I took responsibility for other people's feelings. And I did not have like a clear, clear sense of self. I, was, I wasn't okay with being alone either. That was another thing. And so I'm going to get on with like how to like heal that or begin your path to healing codependency. And what I've learned is my codependency came from like just not being okay with being alone with myself and not being, maybe it's from childhood wounds. Maybe it's because I witnessed codependency in my parents. Maybe it's because I just hated being alone as an only child. And so I would seek when I wasn't home alone, I would seek out these other relationships. And I, I found like my worth in being valuable to people. And so I would just overvalue <laughs> and overgive. And one of the straws that made me realize 
was that I was trying to get people to change in in my self business coaching mindset coaching journey. And I was trying to get clients or students or friends to like change or I had seen a vision or a path for their life that they didn't see in themselves. And that would frustrate the shit out of me. And I had like a fight with a good friend and it was eye-opening. And I was like, wait, this is it. I just push and push and push and don't respect boundaries. They're right. Oh my gosh. Someone called me out on my bullshit because I I saw so much in them and I wanted to quote unquote save them. But in my head, I didn't, I thought that they wanted that too. I thought I was doing a good thing. I thought I was helping. And so there was a like rock bottom moment, like a come to Jesus moment where I was like, okay, I've got to educate myself on this. So I started like following codependent influencers. I read a book on codependency. Um, But I found this on whatiscodependency.com and realized there's like, they said there's four stages of recovery. And not that I'm ever healed or ever fixed, but I feel like I've gone through all of these stages and I feel really secure in my journey and in my process of where I've come (laughs) on this codependent journey. So number one, the first stage was learning about it. Um, I know there's a lot of focus groups and support groups. My mom actually joined one years ago and she loved it, a support group for codependents. Accept that recovery is for you (laughs) and identify your own feelings and needs. And then the middle stage um, is gross trust in a spiritual source, detaches and not reacts. People in this stage are self-aware and mindful and they stop enabling others and they stop trying to control and fix others. And you might make new friends, develop outside activities. Um, The other middle stage that they give advice on on this little infographic that I have is to work on healing your childhood wounds. I went through a trauma certification and that was really what I focused on. Um, I I focused on developing emotional independence and not relying and needing other people to get me out of this feeling, get me out of this feeling now. I want to feel better now. I want to feel better now. I want to feel better now. And so I just allowed myself to sit with my feelings instead of reaching out and always needing other people to fix my feelings (laughs) quickly. So I stopped trying to rush the process of like, my feelings or the, the low vibes or low frequency feelings that I was feeling. And then the signs that you're in the final stage of healing codependency is that you're able to have intimate relationships. You're capable of intimacy, but you have great boundaries with them and you're able to say no and you feel okay when others tell you no. That was a really big one for me. When people would tell me no, um, I was okay with it. And when I knew that, that I had hit that stage, I was like, okay, cool. I am no longer relying on others for my happiness. I'm really good with being alone now. And I didn't used to feel that way. I used to fill all of my time with other people and other things. And now I'm at a point where I'm just really cool with being alone. I really like me. Um, And I've always been an extrovert and I still am. And I went a little too far on the introverted spectrum during the pandemic because I like locked myself, like we were all locked in our houses and I realized how much I needed like genuine social connection in order to like maintain healthy balance in life. And so if you're on your journey, step one, just educate yourself, YouTube, Google resources, get therapy, seek professional help, join a support group, um, but know that you are not alone. And a lot of women, especially caretakers, um, struggle with this. And if you're an empath, you struggle with this too. And we love people deeply and that is not wrong. I care so deeply, but I cannot care about others more than I care about myself. And so I have to start putting myself first, but not in a selfish way. I don't 
want to identify as a selfish person. I want to be a giving person. And so I am putting others first after I have filled my own cup. So I love you guys. If you found this helpful, please share. Um, I have a lot more deep conversations that are important. And I think a lot of people need to hear that I want to get out into the world in a bigger way because I think it's important that we come together as a community and start talking about these things. And I love you and I will slay you again later. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You guys, please remember to go download all of the new episodes all at once. And once you have done that, fill out the form in the link in our show notes, and we are going to send you a little sleigh goodie bag. That's right, for free. The first 100 people to leave a review and download all these episodes is going to get a pop socket and a little gift from me. A little surprise. I can't tell you what it is yet. Shipped to you, everyone in the United States that does this. We are shipping it out for free. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel called and want an extra entry into a giveaway for a hundred dollar gift card, please tag us on social media and you can tag me at the Slay Coach and Jamie Jocelyn King and the Slay School. Either one will enter you into an hundred dollar Amazon gift card and we appreciate you so much for listening and I will slay you again later.